sister before she comes up. Micah chapter 7, verses 18 to 19. And this word of God says, Who is God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Reading also from Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And the last text in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to verse 32. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk in the gent- as the Gentiles do, in their futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him the truth that is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with their neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, uh, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. I just uh, have one thing before I pass the word uh, to Gisela. Just that we had a word of knowledge. I think it's uh, a word of knowledge on healing for backs. I don't know if there's anyone who has problems, especially if you have to go chiropractor, kind of the word was connected to chiropractor and back problems. We're going to pray at the end, and we want to do different ways to pray with you together, but uh, I want you to hear the word and let that kind of faith build up as we uh, pray at the end for healing as well. Good morning. How are you today? Um, I think when we come to church, it's always important to um, have a a spirit of expectation, to expect something. Um, I like what uh, Karen was sharing this morning about a birthday, because when it's your birthday, you expect your friends to come. You get everything prepared for them. You know, you expect them all to turn up, and it's nice. So this morning, I, I want to encourage you to expect something from God. Maybe God wants to activate something that's already inside of you, but he wants to remind you that he has called you for something special, for something important. 
And um, the message that I want to share with you this morning, it has to do with forgiveness. I've titled it The Power of Forgiveness because I think it's so important as Christian, as, as just human beings, it's important that we learn to forgive. But as Christians, it's a command. It's something that we ought to do. It's something that we must do to, to be able to live a life of complete freedom. It's not easy to forgive. It's, um, it, it can be hard and it can be painful. Um, but I, I, I want to first um, begin by, like, by thanking Pastor Rod and Karen for, for giving me the opportunity to preach and to share the gospel with you this morning. It's really uh, a blessing for me every time I'm able to do this. Um, as, a, as a form of an introduction, uh, you know, when, when God created uh, humanity, when God created Adam and Eve, his intention, his heart, was to have a partnership with humanity. It wasn't, he didn't create a, a robots so that they would do whatever he wanted them to do. He gave them the free will. That's why they chose to do the wrong. And we still have that choice now. We, ha we can choose to do the right thing or we can choose to do the wrong thing. And God always wanted to work with us in partnership together. It's so nice when you work in partnership. And this partnership um, that God wants to do with us, he, he, he still works for now. He still intends to, to work. And we, when we, for us as Christians, um, we have the Holy Spirit that shows us and guides us and leads us to all truth. I, I heard this saying, I don't know if you agree with it, but it's, it's kind of funny because I think it's true. It says, to live above with the saints I love, oh, wouldn't that be glory? But to live below with the saints I know, that's another story. Because as human beings, you know, it's so nice when you find people that you, all of a sudden, sometimes you feel you connect with certain people and, and they seem very kind and, and they seem very loving and maybe you feel, I feel comfortable with those people, but, you know, not everyone is like that. Uh, everybody, we've all gone through different situations in our lives and because of, of our upbringing or maybe even because of our culture, you know, sometimes we might not show kindness doesn't mean that we're not kind. We just don't show it. And, um, and it might be hard. And, and obviously, there are people who are difficult. You know, we can be difficult, you know, in, in our own way, all of us, at different times. Um, I remember one day I was going, I, I had a, a, like a really special time with God, and I had been worshiping, and I was going to a church event and a meeting. And in the car, I had the worship music on, and it was the glory in the car, and I was so, you know, in the spirit. And then I had to stop over and buy some drinks for that meeting. And um, I was in Tesco, in a uh, Tesco Express, so I was queuing up, and then the lady called me. To, to, so I got with my basket and I put it there. And the lady at the cashier said to me, no, don't put it there. Put it on the other side. And I said, okay. But that attitude that she had with me got me really, really upset. Very unlike me because I am very calm. And I got really angry, really angry. And I said, I don't want you to serve me. I want someone else. But that, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. But I did at that moment. I was really upset. And then she said to me, 
listen, I don't know what problems you had this day in your work, but don't blame them on me. And I said, I haven't had any problems. Remember, I just, I was in the car, I had been worshiped, the presence, the spirit. And I said, I didn't have any problems, I'm fine, but I don't want you to serve me. And then I don't know what happened. And then she said, look, she, she got hold of my hand. She said, listen, sister, let us not fight. And I was like, oh, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I am. I said, me too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we just said sorry to each other. <laughs> but the point is that sometimes little things like that can really get us out of our box, really upset. You know, something that very, is very unlike you. The enemy can use something to affect you. And if we're not ready to sometimes ask for forgiveness or even just forgive in your heart, the enemy can get hold of that offense. And, and make it harder. And the offense, then it turns into bitterness. And then it turns into some anger. And then you want revenge. And then it's, it's a, a negative, ugly, uh, horrible feeling inside of you that, you know, it depends on, 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 on the situation or, or what has happened. It could really hold us back from what God has prepared for us. And one of the promises that Jesus gave us is that he came to give us life and life in abundance, which means to, to really enjoy life, to really enjoy everything that we have, to enjoy family, to enjoy being single, to enjoy our children, to enjoy our parents, to, to enjoy everything in fullness. That, that is his dream. That is what he wants for us. So sometimes, you know, uh, an offense can be the beginning of something that the enemy can create to affect us. And, and sometimes people might hurt us without even realizing, you know? And that, that's one of the, the things that sometimes we need to be so aware. I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago, Pastor Rodney was preaching. And I remember that the example he gave is like, when someone hurts you or if you're upset, you know, present it to the Lord and just let it go. I remember this. And sometimes, you know, when we are upset with my husband, I said, Marcus, look. <laughs> Which means I let it go. I'm not going to hold on to that. But I think it's so important to, be, to recognize and to acknowledge that we are hurt. And, and when, we are, uh, um, when we are hurt or when we feel offended, uh, the right thing to do is not to go to the person that you feel offended with and tell them, look, I want to forgive you. I'm, go I'm here to forgive you. Because the person might not know what you're talking about. They might say to you, forgive me for what? I haven't done anything to you. Because many times they don't realize that they've hurt you. Because it could be something very simple. Maybe um, they were rude to you or, or you didn't expect them to treat you the way they did and you felt offended. So when we forgive, when we forgive, we need to go in prayer. And before the Lord, say, Lord, I want to forgive so-and-so. I want to let go of this hurt or pain that I feel, and I just want it free, and I set them free. Obviously, it depends on, the, on what has happened. Because one thing, you know, it's that someone offended you, I don't know, maybe because they raised their voice at you a little bit and you didn't like that or because they offended you, because they said something that hurt you. But it's a different type of forgiveness when you need to forgive your spouse because there's been adultery. There's a different type of forgiveness 
if you need to forgive your boss because they really got something against you and they're making your life miserable. You know, they're, 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 kind, they're different kinds of, of, of hurt and depends on the hurt that you receive. Sometimes you need to forgive on a daily basis or sometimes you need to really understand what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness, it would be so easy if forgiveness, if wisdom was something that you could just receive in a prayer and that's it. But forgiveness, wisdom, uh, patience is something that you actually need to learn to do it. So if you pray and say, Lord, I want to be patient, God is not going to release something supernatural on your life and all of a sudden you'll be patient. What he will release is a series of events that will test your patience so that you will be patient. It's the same thing with forgiveness. Now, this is important. Forgiveness is an active decision. Forgiveness is a decision. You decide to forgive. You, will, you may never feel that you want to forgive because forgiveness is not a feeling, just as love is not just a feeling. Love is also a decision. You decide to love someone. Yes, of course there is a feeling for love, but with forgiveness you might not have that feeling. You might not feel to forgive that person who really hurt you, but it's a decision that you make, and it's a decision that you maybe you will make on a daily basis, like I said before. Um, now, it's important, I want to highlight, that forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation. And I say that because reconciliation means that there is, that once again, depending on, on, the, on the hurt, or on what happened, reconciliation may not be possible. For example, um, if there was a rape, I will forgive the person, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be best friends with that person. And, that doesn't, and forgiveness does not make that person uh, free from the, 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 of what they've done if, the, if, if, the, if there is something that they've done that needs to be taken to the police station, then that needs to happen, even though I've forgiven them. You know, that's very important that we don't confuse these things. Um, there was a testimony of a lady who had gone through something like that. And she went to the pastor and said, Pastor, I've forgiven the person. I don't want to go. I don't want to, take, I don't want to go to the police station, and I don't want to go to court. But the pastor said to her, that's perfect that you've forgiven them. It's the, it's the best thing you've done because you are free from the hurt and the pain and the anger and all the revenge that you might have felt in the past. But it's your duty. It's not up to you what happens that that person chose to do something that was wrong, and that is not your responsibility. But you have to do something about it. And, and it's important, for example, with um, domestic violence. Yes, we forgive, but we don't get into a position, a situation where we're going to be hurt more. There's different things that we need to understand. So I'm just going to share three things that forgiveness does in our lives. Number one, forgiveness is a decision. Mark, in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, the Bible says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, also who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. When I understood that when I hold something back, when I don't forgive someone, even though God has forgiven me of my sins, 
I stop his blessing on my life because of my decision not to forgive someone. When I choose, when I choose not to forgive someone, then I'm saying to God, God, you can't forgive me either. And, and I think something power, powerful happens when we understand what God has forgiven us of. You, you remember there's a, this um, part in the Bible when um, Mary comes to um, is, um, is, is it Peter's house, Stephen's house, the woman that um, poured the oil over on, on Jesus' feet and, and with her tears it says that she washed his feet. Simon, Simon's house. And then Jesus said to Simon, Simon, I came to your house and you didn't offer me water. You didn't offer to cleanse my feet. But this woman, since the moment I came, she's been pouring her tears on my feet. And then he says, because she's forgiving much, she loves much. And to me, those words were powerful because it, it meant like, if, God, if Jesus forgives me a lot, then I will love him a lot. But if he forgives me a little, then maybe I will just love him a little. So that day I made the decision, I said, Lord, sometimes, you know, in our mind or in our eyes, we have standards of sin. And if someone's, you know, done horrible things, we think that is a sinful person. And if someone maybe just lie a lot, and didn't, it didn't seem like their sins are big ones, it seems like, you know, they're not so sinful. But I said, Lord, I want to be conscious that everything, everything wrong that I've done, that I've hurt you, it's a big sin. So I want to love you as much as that woman loved you. That, and that should be, you know, when you understand what Jesus has forgiven you of, when you understand that sin is sin and, and sin separates us from him, whether that sin is a lot or it's a little bit, and you have that revelation, something changes in our life. So when we forgive, we make it a decision to forgive. Forgiving, um, forgiving for example, uh, when a friend has talked behind my back, uh, and I said like before, um, when a husband or a spouse uh, you know, had an affair, the difference is, is going to be massive. And it's going to mean, in, in the second instance, that both parties want a full restoration, that both parties are willing to go through the stages of forgiveness. And, but it, it can be done, and it can be powerful. We need to be like a child, in the sense that children, you know, they're playing around, and sometimes they, they can hurt each other, they can get upset with each other, and some of the things that children say to each other to hurt each other is, you're not my friend. And that is a big one for them. But then after a while, you see them playing again, you see them you know, laughing and, and as if nothing has happened. And they don't maybe go to that point that, oh, Lord, I forgive my friend for saying that she's not my friend. But they just have that in their heart. They just easily to let go of things. And in that sense, we need to learn to be like children. We need to be able to learn to just let go of things and not to hold on to the grudge. Because you know what happens? When we hold on to the grudge, when we hold on to the offense, bitterness begins to grow in our heart. And then anger, and then resentment, and then we want revenge. And then we want the other, we, we don't, sometimes we don't even want to hear the name of that person. Or, or we don't rejoice with the other person. We actually want everything, like deep down inside, we want everything to be bad for that person. Because 
we've allowed that bitterness into our heart. But if you make the decision today, now we will ask the whole, I know Pastor Rod talked about this a while ago, but I think forgiveness is one of the things that really, really stops the move of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because, you know, if, if we don't forgive our debts, then our Father doesn't forgive us our debts. And we're constantly making wrongful decisions. We're constantly making wrong choices, and we constantly need to ask the Lord to forgive us. So that's why it's so important to let go. And also, when you let go, second thing, when you forgive, forgiveness brings you peace. It's, it's, uh, when you don't forgive, it's like you're carrying a heavy weight on you. It's like you, you, you're not really free. You might look free physically, but spiritually, it's like you're bound. You've got shackles or, or chains, however you want to picture it in your mind. Or, or maybe, you know, like you're dragging something all the time and you, you want to run, but you can't because there is a lot of things that are is pulling you down. Look chapter 6, verse 37, uh, sorry, verse 27 says, um, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, verse 28, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, verse 29, to, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Now, when you read these verses, especially, you know, if someone strikes you on one cheek, offer them the other one, sounds a bit that it doesn't make sense. You know, if someone wants to hurt me, oh, I'll give you my other side to hurt me as well. It doesn't make sense. But basically what this, this verse, when I read it and I understood what God was, it's always, God is always trying to give us principles. One of the principles of this particular verse is it's not, you know, if someone hits you, go back and be hit as many times as, as they need to hit you. No. It means because when someone hurts you, what do you feel? Hurt, pain. And say the issue was a friendship. Say that your friend betrayed you, that, you know, <clears throat> that they were saying, like, they were really making you feel comfortable with them, and you open up yourself to them and you gave them everything and then all of a sudden they became very upset with you or began to talk behind your back and, they, and you feel betrayed and then all of a sudden you think I'm never ever going to have a friend like that I'm never going to let people into my deepest part never again because I've been hurt once and that's enough for me giving you all the cheek means that you give yourself the opportunity to trust again you give, you don't, yeah, maybe sometimes you need, you need to give the other person the chance to, to do things okay. But more than that is I give myself the opportunity to trust again. So when there's a betrayal, you give yourself the opportunity to trust again. You give yourself the opportunity to allow another person into your life. Because God created us in communion. How lovely, I, I really enjoy our time upstairs. Because I get to speak, you know, obviously in, in, in here we, we, we can't really talk much. But upstairs it's, it's more, more easy to, to talk. And even actually, if, if we went upstairs and there was not food, I don't think many would go upstairs. You know, Jesus was very clever. Every time, you know, he would go into the, 
the houses of, of, of his friends, like Martha, Mary, they would always be cooking. There was always food around because there's something about food that gets us close to each other. Um, I remember a while ago, a few years ago, uh, when I had one of my children, uh, a very good friend of ours came to our house uh, when I've just given birth, and they brought, uh, they brought everything to make a meal, you know, absolutely everything to make a meal, and they made a huge pot of soup for us. And they, they actually did that in two different occasions. Um, but then our friendship went through a really difficult time that I felt so hurt with them. And then the Holy Spirit kept on bringing in my mind those moments, those occasions where they came to my house and they cooked for us and they served us. And the anger and the hurt and the pain that I felt towards them changed. And it was gratefulness and, and thankfulness that they, you know, that when I needed them, they were there. Even though, you know, for a season, our friendship, you know, really was going through difficult time. But it, it really the Holy Spirit reminded me how important or uh, how they came in a time of my need. And I think, and, and it was, in their case, it was because of the food. So I think there's something special that happens when we have a meal together. And I think that's also maybe why the supper, when we have our supper, it's so powerful for our communion with God. Forgiveness does not mean that I should let people hurt me as they please. It means that once again, that I give myself the opportunity to trust again. Now, forgiveness also sets me free from hurt, from anger, uh, from even sometimes even, even physical sickness can be connected to um, unforgiveness. Because, you know, in, inside of you, it's like you, your body and, and your whole being is not free. It's like on tension all the time. And you're maybe on the expectation that who else is going to hurt me now? He, she, and she, and she, and she, they hurt me already. So who else is now next? And so you can't live that life of freedom that Christ wanted or intended for us. When we let go of the anger and the negative emotions, when we forgive, something changes. Because when we're really upset with someone, when we really are hurt with someone, and we want, like I said, we want them to be everything to go bad for them. What actually happens is like, I have poison and I drink it and I expect them to die. That's never gonna happen. If I drink the poison, I'm the one that's getting hurt. If I'm angry with them, I'm the one that's gonna hurt. They're fine they, and that gets us even more upset. Because they're, you know, they, they're, they're living their life happily there. You know, the everyday is sunshine for them. And you see them enjoying themselves. And you are in bitterness. And you're angry. And you're upset because you don't see them hurting like they should. That they ought to. When we let go, something changes. Something completely changes. And, and it doesn't mean that... Uh, I heard this from uh, Dr. R.T. Kendall. I don't know if you heard of him, but he has a really good book on forgiveness, and I recommend it. He actually, I think, has three books on forgiveness, and it's really good. He says, you let them off the hook. When you forgive someone, you let them off the hook, which means you just don't, because obviously when you're upset with someone, when you want them to pay you back for what they did, you know, you want them to be punished, that means you don't want them to be punished. You don't want them to hurt. 
but that does not make them free from the responsibility of what they've done, like I said before. If they've done something really bad, they need to pay for that, but not because you demand it, but it's because it's the right thing that, that should happen. And the last thing is when we forgive, okay, this is important. When we forgive, it doesn't mean that you forget what happened. You don't forgive and you for all of a sudden you forget what happened. No. What happens is, the best way I, the best way I can um, describe it is, when we don't forgive, it's like you have an open wound. And obviously an open wound hurts. If it's not treated, it hurts. And it go, that's why bitterness, because it, it gets you know, bad and bad and it's never going to get better and, unless you take it to the doctor and you heal it. So forgiveness, when I decide to forgive, it's like I've taken it to the doctor and they've put uh, whatever they needed to do to fix it. Now all I, all I have in my arm is a scar. The scar doesn't hurt. You see the scar and you might, oh, I remember how I got this. I remember, but it doesn't hurt. And you can tell the story and it doesn't hurt because it's been healed. But when you don't forgive, you look at the, you show your arm and it hurts and you cry. And if anybody touched, tries to touch you, you're going to cry because it's wounded, it's open. But when you forgive, it's just a scar. So you can talk about it, you know, and you can share your testimony and it's okay. It means that we're able to move on. It, mean, it means that we're not longer looking at the past. And sometimes the past can hold us back. And the last thing, forgiveness gives me authority. When I forgive, I, I, I get hold of that authority that Jesus wanted to give us and the partnership that God intended for us from the beginning. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15 says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. When Jesus was here on earth, he had 12 disciples and 70 more that would follow him. And, and he worked with them for three years, full on. And during those three years, he taught them to love each other. He taught them to, to have faith, to increase the faith, to believe. He taught them how to cast out demons. He gave them authority at some point for them to go in twos and do what he's been teaching them for these past uh, years. And they, and they came rejoicing and said, Jesus, we are so happy because we were able to cast out demons and people were getting healed. And you know what? That authority and that power hasn't changed. The day that you receive Jesus in your heart, that day you receive the power. Maybe you don't acknowledge it or maybe you didn't realize that you have it, but you got it. And today, what we want to do is we want to ignite that fire that it's inside of us because each one of us, because you are a son or a daughter of God, there is power inside of you. There is something supernatural that only you have. You know, we were not all created to do the same, thank God. We were not all created to do the same. If I had to lead worship, you might come next week with maybe extra hidden earphones uh, so you can have your own worship singing while I'm singing. Because God did not create me to be a singer, not here on earth, maybe in heaven if he does something supernatural. But each one of us, we need to, we need to get hold and look. God, what is it, the gift that you're giving me? 
and work on that. Because I tell you, I would be frustrated if I had that passion and the desire to sing and I know that I'm, I'm hurting everybody's ears. I, I, I know I would be frustrated. So but when we understand what God has called us to do, and you know what? It, sometimes we think that God has called all of us to be in the pulpit. And that is not what God has called us. Sometimes we can be more powerful where we are. And I want to share something with you. You know, it doesn't matter where you are, whether at work, university, whatever you do, even, even if you, if you're, um, you know, go to hospital for something that has to do with you, God wants to use us wherever we are. Um, a few months ago, we needed to change uh, the word of doors in, a, in, in, in the house for, for one of the rooms. And um, I always like to look online because sometimes people, you know, it says uh, somebody's rubbish could be someone else's treasure. And it's true, especially now online, you can get a lot of really good stuff. So anyway, I was looking online and then someone had some wardrobe doors that they were offering. Um, so I went to look for them because I thought maybe they, they, you know, I might be able to use them and then I don't need to pay anything for them. So I went to visit, the, this was an, an English lady. And when I went to visit her, well, the doors, I, I couldn't use them because they were far too big for what I needed. But I, uh, um, she, it was a lovely sunny day and she was sneezing. And I, and I said, um, are you, do you have the flu? And she said, no, it's the hay fever, look, the pollen is out. She was feeling really bad and I said, well, do you mind if I pray for you? And she was, no, it's okay, pray for me. So I got hold of her hands and I began to pray for her that God will heal her. And then I said, now you repeat after me, Lord Jesus, and she is, Lord Jesus, I, I ask, ask you today into my heart. I ask you into, today into my heart, and I received the Holy Spirit, and I made a prayer of salvation with her. Now, that day I went for something for me, but that day I ended up giving her something very special. I believe that when we make the prayer of salvation with someone, something begins to happen. Something, it's like we lead them into the right path. And then this week, the kids wanted to get a bike. They, they were, they were they're learning to ride a bike. And then um, one of the bikes is too small for, for Grace, so I looked for a bike around the area and I found someone who was selling their bikes. So I went to her house and um, this lady was very, very kind. And um, at the end, this, this time it worked out. The bike was good for us. So, but I, I, I had this feeling that I really needed to pray for her. So I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And she said, no, no, please do so. So I pray for her, I bless her, and then I make her do the prayer of salvation. This time, this lady was very, so ready to receive. The Holy Spirit really touched her. And, and it, the Holy Spirit just reminded me, there's these times, you know, it could be at anywhere, wherever you are. Maybe, you know, you might not feel free to, to stand up and preach in front of people, but maybe, you know, where you are, you can just preach to one person. You can be God's instrument for one person who might need a prayer. Sometimes people just need to be heard. So I really want to encourage you today. I really want to um, awaken your spirit that you recognize that God has called you. Put your finger like that in front of you, your right hand, left hand, it doesn't matter, just one. And then point it to you because God has called you. Say, God has called me. I am the person that God has called. You are the person that God has called in this time. 
And, and, and it's so wonderful to see that God wants to use us at every level. When I was about five years old, um, five, yeah, about five years old, I used to have, I don't know what they call in English, but um, you know, like little um, words, words. I used to have words all over my fingers, all over my fingers in here, just on top of my nails, on, on all of my, my fingers. And obviously being a child, having words all over your fingers is something that's not very nice. And what the kids used to say is that you get that if you lie or if you steal, something like that. But anyway, it was associated with something bad. So all the time I used to try to hide my fingers because I didn't like it when people saw those words. And uh, I remember my mom took me to church and that, on that Sunday uh, a preacher came uh, who was praying and if anyone wanted to be healed, come to the front. And I was only five and I went to the front because I wanted to be healed from these things on my fingers. I, I don't know when it happened, but obviously now I don't have anything. God healed me as a child and I always had that in my heart that God can bring healing. So I want to encourage you today. God wants to bring healing to your life. First, to our hearts, if we need to forgive someone, but also to our physical body. So um, there where you are, I just want you to close your eyes. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for this precious day that you've given us. We thank you because you have called us Father, you have called us to be your children. And it doesn't matter our past. It doesn't matter how we were brought up, Lord, because above everything that we have experienced and above everything that we have gone through, the hard and difficult times, Lord, you have accepted us as your children. You have adopted us as your children, Lord. And I pray today, Holy Spirit, that that conviction that you live inside of us, that you have called us, and we are someone in you, that we are your children, that we are your sons and daughters, that you looked at us and you call us beloved, that we are your beloved daughters, that we are your beloved children, your beloved son. Lord, I pray today that when we leave this place, none of us will leave, for, uh, all of us will leave knowing that you have called us for something specific, Lord. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, I, we acknowledge you in this place. We honor you, Holy Spirit. And we ask you today to come and fill us with your presence. I, I would like everybody to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you today to come into my heart. Holy Spirit, Fill me, fill me with your presence, fill me with your power, fill me with your love. Help me to forgive those who hurt me. Help me to forgive so that you can forgive me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now we're going to continue with this article.